Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearedCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Uh, hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of ClearedCast, your security clearance careers podcast. Folks, I just can't believe today we're actually hitting our 135th episode today, and it's actually a special one. It's uh, hot tips that we're doing today. I'm joined by Darius Burt, who is a U.S. Army vet with over 20 years of military service and threat response, management, operational planning, interagency coordination, all at the tactical, operational, and strategic levels. So after transitioning and completing his graduate degree in cybersecurity studies, he works in the defense contracting space, analyzing user requirements, designing, developing, and deploying effective information systems, managing security solutions. Like I said, today is a hot tips episode. So we are going to hash out some of the IT and cyber certifications that can maybe put you at the top of a recruiter's resume pile. So Darius, thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. Great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's first talk threat and then the certifications that the workforce needs to combat our adversaries and those threats. Tell us, what do you think are the biggest types of cybersecurity pressures today? For me, I think the, the cyber sec pressures from today, from an operational standpoint, would obviously be ransomware, supply chain attacks that's been going on here for the last year or so. And just ensuring, you know, from an IT security perspective, Ensuring the environment is secure enough to uh, to de- decrease the risk of, of attacks like that. You know, I think understanding what's in your environment so that when something seems off, it stands out enough that you can respond in time to contain it. Another uh, big issue I think uh, I see is the conundrum that we have um, of the lack of talent and unfilled roles in uh, cybersecurity versus the many people that are looking to get into the field. There's also plenty of discussion across LinkedIn and other platforms about how some companies are looking for cybersecurity unicorns. It's hard for them to, to fill the roles that they're seeking. And so I've noticed there's a ton of people looking to get into the field, and many of the entry-level roles that they're seeing are asking for three to five years of experience, which really doesn't make much sense, because if the role is truly entry-level, then you shouldn't have any experience requirements. Sure. In my discussions with other recruiters, that's certainly a frustration. The government, when they come out with some of these requirements, you know, putting three to five years of experience on an entry level role, that seems a little bit arbitrary anyway. And, you know, what if instead of having these, you know, metrics or these quantifiable requirements that they come up with, however they come up with them, why don't they have an assessment that is related to the role? If someone can complete that assessment and they can ensure that, you know, security standards are met, whether if it is for a cybersecurity role, for example, if they can pass that assessment, then what does the number of years of experience actually matter? It seems uh, some of these positions they're looking for somebody that can do it all, but the role only only really needs somebody that can do a a part. Yeah, an, an assessment would work. Moving on to certifications, what do you believe are the top IT or cybersecurity certifications today that can really push candidates to the next level in a pile of applications? You mentioned entry-level folks. If you could talk a little bit about maybe what entry-level folks, what certifications they should be going after as well. Right. So 
um, to, to be honest, I believe there's a, a misconception about certifications. One, I, I don't think companies value certifications as much as some would have you believe. I think certifications are good to help build a solid foundation of knowledge, but experience seems to be what most companies value over certification. Many companies put certifications as a requirement, but don't really have a good understanding of the knowledge the cert provides or the knowledge required to pass that exam. Having said that, the type of certification the person should go after depends on their career path, right? So, for instance, for my job in ISSO, Information Systems Security Officer, you don't need a certified ethical hacker or an offensive security certified professional certificate to do that job. For me, the minimum requirement was CompTIA Security Plus, but that's a general requirement from DOD. Security Plus is good if you're looking to go into DOD, in but you're going to need experience. Some of these certifications require experience to sit for the exam. I know GIAC, the uh, GSEC, the uh, SAN certifications, security essentials uh, certificate. It is, it's a pretty good one, but it's on the expensive side. Uh, also, certifications from ISC2 uh, are good and they're more affordable than the uh, GIAC certifications. If you're looking to get into the field entry level, Security Plus is probably good enough. But the one thing I just I'd like to say is you don't have to get Security Plus in order to get the job unless it's a DOD organization or a contractor that Security Plus is a requirement. Because most of these jobs, they just want you to have that type of knowledge that a Security Plus says that you have, but you don't necessarily need to search. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm happy that you, you know, sort of busted that myth it's not necessarily the companies looking for these certifications experience really that hands-on experience is so important. And a lot of the times it's the DOD, some of these agencies that these contractors are supporting, it's the IAT, you know, level requirements that they're pushing out that requires those certifications as opposed to the company actually wanting those from a candidate. Right. Some of these certifications that you mentioned, Security Plus, CompTIA, do these in the DOD world differ from the private sector or would you say that they're pretty fluid from the folks that are maybe coming from the private sector, applying for a security clearance and trying to move over to the DOD world and then folks that are trying to get out of the DOD and go into the private sector? Would you say that um, you know, Silicon Valley type companies are looking for the same thing that DOD is in terms of certifications. So I would think that from my experience in job searching and, and just talking with folks on, on LinkedIn, it seems that the DOD kind of values certifications from CompTIA, GIAC, and ISC2, and not so much the others. Whereas private sector may have a, a broader acceptance for other certifications and uh, from other organizations. So it's fluid. So I'd say if you have uh, certifications that, that are IAT 8570 compliant, those will transfer well to the private sector as well. And then vice versa, if you have something that's outside of those three organizations, that but it's on a similar level, you should still be able to uh, move into the DOD sector. As long as you can show that you have the experience that the cert requires and it's on the equal level, let's say a security plus, then yeah, I think it's uh, transfer well. Gotcha. I'm always curious about that, you know, because I'm a little bit tapped into the private sector, but really not so much, you know, in terms of collaborations that, you know, the private sector is doing with the DOD. Sure, I'm a little bit privy to it, but I'm always curious from a candidate seeking perspective, if the private sector is, you know, looking for the same thing that the DOD is in terms of cybersecurity. 
kind of going back to your military experience, you know, a lot of the candidates that use the clearance job site are going to be coming from the military because you, a lot of those folks are getting an active security clearance and we have about 200,000 that are transitioning out every year. Uh, so when you were in the military, I know that you worked in a technical capacity supporting the army. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you did in the military. IT was not my primary role. So I'm an artilleryman. What I did um, is that during about mid-career, I switched uh, over to be a warrant officer, um, which put me in the role of targeting. So I was looking at any enemy systems and how they look at attacking us and then dissecting that to find vulnerabilities within those systems, uh, attacking in that way. So that could have been through lethal means or non-lethal means. And when I say non-lethal means, I mean cyber. During my time, I did have opportunities to sit in IT roles. So that was kind of my intro. Since you started out artillery and then moved on to targeting, some folks don't even know you know, where to start when it comes to translating skills, especially if they didn't move out around to different military occupational specialties in the military or in the army. If you could talk a little bit about maybe even untraditional MOSs that may translate into an ISSO such as yourself. Yeah, so I can speak to the 25 series military occupational specialties because that's the IT roles. So you have your 25 series for the enlisted and the officers. And then on the warrant officer side, you have your 255 series. And the 255 Sierra warrant officers probably have the best alignment to an ISSO because they generally do those job duties on a daily basis. In the 25 series as an enlisted person and you're looking to get into a role like that, then becoming a warrant officer prior to getting out. If you're an officer and you're just you know, 25 alpha, then you'd probably move into some information security management level. Yeah, it's never uh, it's never a one-size-fits-all journey, I suppose. So uh, any advice that you've gained from your experience that you could offer anyone who wants to become an ISSO or just a cybersecurity professional in general? Yeah, so, you know, for cybersecurity in general, really determine what position it is that you would like to do. I like to tell people, you know, take a look at the job positions that are there, see if any of those job responsibilities or those duties are, you know, something that you're interested in doing. Then look at the requirements for those jobs and then see if you meet those requirements and then see what it's going to take in order for you to meet those requirements. Try to get the experience that it's going to require you to have for applying, at least try to meet most of those requirements, that way you have a higher chance of, of landing the role, and maybe you'll have something that other candidates don't have. Also, like I said before, you know, certifications are not the end-all, be-all for jobs. Experience is the biggest factor for hiring managers. If you have experience but no cert, you're more qualified than a person who has a cert but no experience. But if you do certifications, just ensure that those certifications are aligned with the position that you're hoping to get into. If you're trying to be a cybersecurity analyst, you don't need to go after a certification like a CCNA or Network Plus. You will need to understand networking, but you don't need the certification in order to, to do cybersecurity or to be a cybersecurity analyst. Certifications like Security Plus or cybersecurity analyst, uh, CompTIA cybersecurity analyst, those type of Certifications kind of assume that you already have that knowledge in networking. So that way, if you get those, 
then that'll that'll help the the hiring manager or the organization see that you have the skills that's necessary to do that role. So it's important to point out that you just need the the knowledge that studying for certifications will give you, but you don't necessarily need the cert to get the job unless it is a requirement for that specific position that you're applying for. You know, study, set up a home lab to get experience as much as you can, you know, get practical hands-on for the things that you will be doing when you get in that role. Plenty of YouTube videos on how to set up a lab and what to use. And if you can, you can do some volunteer opportunities, projects out there, cybersecurity projects that you can maybe volunteer to be a part of that'll help you get experience. Lastly, I'd like to just say network, you know, connect with as many people as possible in the industry, especially with the people who have a job role that you're looking at getting into and kind of see if you can pick their brains and see what it is about the job that they like and see if that interests you and maybe you can pull some some good info from those folks. Wonderful. Those are all really great insights. I love certifications are not the end all be all, you know, of course, unless it's a requirement from the government customer that you're looking to apply to, but getting out there, getting that experience. I know there are a ton of nonprofits that are just looking for help. So you can gain that experience, that cybersecurity experience you might be looking for, IT experience volunteering and doing side projects in your own time. That's really important. I know that when I was recruiting, um, you know, I would see folks that were trying to pivot from one role to another. And that's how they gain their experience in their free time, setting up those home labs. So Darius, you know, I really appreciate you joining me today. All wonderful insight. If you're looking for any other IT or cybersecurity advice, definitely check out news.clearancejobs.com. We also have the recent breaking news. I know that the recent fuel infrastructure, cyber attack, colonial pipeline. I'm sure everybody is aware of that by this point. Breaking news like that, you can check out at news.clearancejobs.com. If you have any other topics that you want us to cover, you can shoot us a note at editor at clearancejobs.com. This is Katie Keller, editor at clearancejobs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of ClearedCast. For more information on career and recruiting advice, visit news.clearancejobs.com.